Good morning, Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. Uh, today I'm adding a new chapter to the um, to the Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered uh, podcast library, and I'm going to be doing a little history lesson. So part of the podcast university idea that I've got for um, podcast university real estate is that I really want to make sure that people um, just like me uh, that were interested in this stuff, um, that are interested in this stuff in their late teens, early 20s, and really don't have a, uh, you know, a way to learn about it aside from, um, you know, perhaps the uh, the uncle that, uh, that you'll see at the dinner table over the holidays that uh, uh, gives you his version of real estate advice, which uh, is is maybe well intentioned, uh, but exactly it isn't exactly current. So what I'm trying to do is give you guys a bit of a history lesson today in Toronto real estate. Um, coming up to my 20th year in this business, which uh, again I could not have predicted myself back in 2000 when I started off. Uh, I knew I loved doing this, but uh, uh, clearly. Uh, the rest was, uh, you know, a combination of uh, hard work, um, uh, support from you guys, loyalty, and and a little bit of luck that I was able to, um, you know, make work into uh, results. And that's that's I think that's the thing about real estate is that none of us and and this was this was me uh, back in '98 when I bought my first property. I had no clue uh, where where things were going. If you if you you know if you can sort of take a trip with me back into the into the you know the time machine um there was uh, there was a little bit of a dip that happened from 1989, where the the the, uh, the average sold price in Toronto hit 273. So at that time, of course, it sounded really good. Uh, 1990, it went down to 255. 1991, 234, 1992, 214, 93, 206, 94, 208, 95, 203. In 96, it dropped down to 198. It hadn't been in the hundreds nineteen ninety six I was twenty two so I believe it it was around that time when the bug sort of started to hit me that um there's something going on right now there's you know there's a there's a dip in the market and, and I was again very uh very green um, um real estate was never and again i can i can I can promise you this real estate was never talked about in my family i I had no clue how it worked and and it was just something that um I almost felt like it was sort of hidden from kids back in the uh the days back in the eighties seventies whenever I was growing up so um when I was able to get my head into investing uh, and learning everything that I feel like I, I needed to know, I don't remember. It might have been business class uh, in high school. Something triggered a, a, um, a path for me. And whatever it was, whoever it was, thank you. I don't know if you even know who you might be uh, that I've met uh, you know, before 98 that sort of got me thinking about real estate. So um, it must have been around 96 that I started um, sort of a, a plan for my 
myself to get to the point where I could buy my first property by the time I was 24. Um, I was pretty good, and I still am for that matter, uh, good at writing down my goals to, 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 for, for, to make my, sorry, to, to translating my dreams into goals. Uh, and, and there's no, there's no secret to how that's done. Uh, it, there's no, it's no different from then to now. Um, if it's, if it's in your head, it's a goal. Sorry, if it's in your head, it's a dream. Uh, that's all it is. Uh, if it's written down, it's a goal. So if it's something you can physically look at, it's a goal. And if it's something that you have accountability for, meaning you have someone else, could be a friend, family, coworker, sometimes it's me, um, keeping you accountable, um, then you've got something that can really happen. So that's what I, w- I want you guys to do because, again, it's something that, uh, you know, worked for me. So back in 98, uh, when I purchased my first property, the average prices were 216000 in Toronto. Um, and as a, as a 24-year-old back then, there was no way that was going to happen for me. So thankfully, I found a neighborhood where I was able to get a property for under $150,000. So I, I decided that, you know, when I saw that $100,000 average, uh, and again, I must have it must have literally just been accidental because uh, I was not looking for it. I was in a whole different uh, mindset. I was uh, I was thinking about going into the fitness business, but it um, it just didn't have the potential that I wanted for myself. Uh, I love that kind of work, but it just wasn't for me um, in the long term. So when I looked at those numbers, I realized, okay, if I can get in here uh, at a good number, then uh, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, if things start to go up, then I, I could do pretty well. So uh, in 98, the average was 216, 99, 228, 2000, 243, 2001, 250. So that was when the market first hit the quarter million mark average. So 2001. So I got into real estate. I was an investor in 98 and I became a real a realtor in 2000. So at that time, the prices were 243,000. So, um, as as prices sort of to con, sort of to, to to cross the quarter million mark, um, they basically have kept going. Okay, so I'm telling you now, since 2000, uh, and actually probably since, um, yeah, probably since 97, actually, to be specific, um, the numbers have gone up. So, and I'll read them to you right to the current numbers. So, 211, and I'm just going to use the, 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 you know, the approximate, the, the, uh, the, you know, 211,000. So, 211, 216, 228, 243, 251, as I said in 2001, 275, 293, 315, 335, 351, 376, 379, 395, 2010, the 400,000 was broke, 431, then 465, then 497, 2013, half a million was, uh, the the half a million um, uh, number was broke at 522, then 566, then right up to 622. And, 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 and here is where you'll start to understand how linear versus exponential growth is happening and why you need to be part of it. So in 2014, it was 566, then 622, then 729, then 822, and now, uh, and then it, it did drop a little bit in 2018 because uh, 2017, for for all intents and purposes, was a very, um, uh, very 
interesting year. I, I don't know for sure if it's something that uh, was re- is repeatable, but it was a very like hot year. So in 2018, the average dropped back down to 787, um, but it has gone back up now to a current average. I believe for for September, anyways, it was eight. Uh, 843. Uh, the year average so far is a little over eight. So the 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 exponential growth, as you saw, once it starts to when it was once it starts to hit five, uh, it went to five, six, seven, eight, um, and then it's sort of sitting there now. So what's going to happen? Uh, I guess my question to you guys is, what do you think is going to happen in the next ten years? Regardless of your political affiliations, regardless of your financial situation, what do you think could happen as far as exponential growth? Uh, if it, you know, if it continues in that way, where will the numbers be in the next uh, decade? So the key here is that you need to be on the ladder in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's yourself, whether it's your family, whether it's you and three friends. Um, have pulled together and um, you know managed to save a bit of money instead of spending it on rent. Um, you've gone in, you've gone in together, and you've you know you've you've invested with me on something. Whether it's a condo, whether it's a multifamily home, which for a lot of you um, in the last year, just so you know, has been an incredible solution. Um, to where again everything's going, and I'm talking about rents are, are are as bad as they've ever been. They're as high as they've ever been, and I really, um, you know, I really don't, you know, want anybody suffering. I don't want anybody in a position where they're um, suffering from, you know, not having. Uh, of course, you know, everyone. Um, you know, without question, everyone deserves a roof over their head, food on their table clothes on their backs, again, from, from every single person, um, you know, that, that's, you know, that's, that's here in our country and, and around the world. I believe it's, it's, it's not being, it's not being naive to think that everyone deserves that. The difference being what side of the, you know, equation are you going to be on? If, if you're living in the property, that's fine. I, I, I feel that as hard as it is, and it, and it was hard for me back when I did it, and it still felt like the weight of the world, as hard as it is now, you just have to be a bit more creative and you should be the one that's being paid, um, you know, like basically getting the rewards for um, the property growth. Because as a renter, you do not get uh, to be part of that growth. You're out. You're, you're not part of the, you, you, you're investing. You're actually probably putting more money in, just so you know, you're probably putting more money in than the landlord is. Okay. Did you hear me? You're probably putting more money into the property than the landlord is. Most likely you're paying pretty much like, you know, the majority of their costs. Otherwise they probably wouldn't agree to rent to you. But you're getting nothing as far as like the growth of that money. You're not getting any of it. So I want you to think about that. Um, There are just a little over 60 days left in 2019. A lot of you have uh, sort of made the, you know, converted the the dream of being an owner to to reality this year. And and I strongly suggest that you do. because as uh, you know, as many sayings go, five years ago was the best time to buy real estate. So five years ago, just going back on my calendar here, um, averages were five hundred and twenty-two thousand. So yeah, they were pretty good. Five years before that, um, <clears throat> twenty ten, it was four thirty. Five years before that, it was three hundred, three thirty-five. Five years before that, two forty-three. So just so you know. 
in five years from now, you're going to probably wish if you're not an owner of a property, and I don't mean that you need to change your life that much. I don't, I'm not suggesting that you have to move. Um, you can continue renting if you want, but why not diversify your investment portfolio and actually have a property that is growing um, that may possibly be, you know, your ticket to, I don't care what it is, whether you feel like you want to keep renting in a place or in an area that you like, that you don't want to buy in, um, if you want to use that money to help you start a business, if you want to just have it so that in five years from now, when you're, you know, let's say you're in your 20s and you're uh, possibly going to be uh, thinking about settling down in your 30s or 40s or not, I don't care, whatever it is you want to do with it, just the security of having that underneath you, um, you know, a self-funded, I, I've sort of, um, you know, always mentioned to people that they're, you know, it's so important to have a self-funded uh, emergency fund, a self-funded line of credit. Um, I don't want any of you, if you have student loans, if you have any debts, I don't want that for any of you. I, I think uh, for the most part, that's one of the most crippling things that, um, was was never taught to me, by the way. I I I jumped in just like everybody else, and uh, foolishly um, didn't know a damn thing about credit cards when I got them, and and I was just so happy to have access to them that um, you know I was for like a lot of people just saying, okay, this is great, I got this money coming in, um, and you 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 get to the point where uh, at a certain point in your life where you don't want that. I mean, my wife and I just had a, um, and we don't have very many arguments, but we had an argument this week about um, you know not wanting to have car payments, and and it's just something that we are both so passionate about, um, even though we might need to be looking at a new vehicle. Soon, the last thing we want to do uh, is ever have car payments or ever have any monthly payments. You know that 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 we have not previously agreed to that are in a position where um, uh, you know they're for an investment. There's something that's growing. For me, a, a car is a depreciate, depreciating asset, uh, and, and most other debt is the same way. Um, and and the sort of the plan for podcast university that I, that I have um, is I want to sign on. And if you guys are listening and, and you've got something to add to this, I want to sign on, um, you know, the, the people that are sort of in my network that, you know, that really know their shit, like the the, the, the people that um, obviously are, are, are at sort of the highest level of their jobs. Um, so that it's not just the not just the you know no, those who you know the, there's a saying where uh, those who those who can't will be the ones who teach. I, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think now because of the way the um, the world works and 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 you know this format alone, um, I think there's a way where the people who can you know also the the ones who are the best at what they do. So you know the 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 ones who are out there, the really good financial planners, the really good um, mortgage people, like all of you that might have something to. Add Add, um, to my podcast university and those courses are going to be um, they're not going to be on this podcast that's the thing I can't um, get into the, those kind of topics uh, you know in this on this platform so it's going to be on a different platform um, but you'll do you will need to sign up for my alerts uh, to make sure that you uh, you know have access to that. And of course, it's for um, signed clients. And I don't care if you're uh, buying or selling in in six months or six years, but it's it's people who are under contract with me. I don't play games about that. I don't take people out for, you know, to see properties until you're properly qualified by a, you know, you know mortgage qualification. I, I don't, 
I don't play those games. I'm not going to lead you along and I'm not going to pretend that uh, that is a good idea because it's not. It's it's actually sometimes the worst idea um, possible. So if, if, if the uncle at the um, holiday, uh, you know, uh, at the holiday dinner suggested that to you, oh, go and, you know, go and see a few places with a bunch of different realtors and blah, blah, blah. Clearly, they don't know how uh, success works because of the fact that that is not how you build a good, loyal, you know, uh, relationship. And that, for me, is is the backbone of all of this. Like every everything that I think about why you know I started doing this podcast is because it actually allows me to create uh, a one sided relationship with you guys. You obviously will hear me. This is my voice. I don't hire. Trust me. Uh, listen to all the podcasts. There's nobody else's voice. Uh, it's me and my podcast studio it's me in the car um it's me you know on the road it's me wherever it is that i'm uh thinking it's time to uh you know do a podcast that's that's where it is so just so you know again the 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 numbers are clear um from 2000 to now the toronto real estate average prices are up over 3 close to 350 percent so this is from 2000 to now. Obviously, you can look at it on any scale. Some of you may not have been able to invest back in 2000. Uh, some of you may not have been able to invest back in 2010. Some of you may just be ready now or close to it. So I want you to know that it would have been a good idea if some of you were you know, thinking about this in the 2000s and you, for some reason, were talked out of it or scared. And I know a bunch of people that were in the process of buying that somehow they read a, a newspaper article, they got scared off by the media. Do not. It, do not let that happen again anyways, because uh, there's always going to be those guys. There's always going to be people writing the doomsday stories, especially because they do get clicks and they do uh, help sell ads. So don't think that those are going to go away. But the the numbers speak for themselves. The last 20 years, um, even if you were in any of the five, you know, if, even if you were just in like any of those five year pockets where, you know, you bought in 2000 for 250 and you sold for 335. Let's say you you know you actually had those numbers. You'd be looking at again $100,000 that that you would have made in that market from 2005 to 2010 another 100 from 2010 to 2015 um, looks like it would have been almost 200. So if you were in any of those markets, I don't know anybody, uh, and, and I grew up, you know, in pretty humble surroundings. I don't know anybody who wouldn't think, uh, uh, you know, if you had a hundred thousand dollars sitting in a bank account that was, you know, growing at a even at a just very nominal rate, I, 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 I would think that you should feel pretty proud about that. So that's really, again, that's the bottom line for a lot of you. Um, that hundred thousand dollars in the bank scenario, like just having that security, I, I think would change a lot of things. It would. Uh, you know, help you take a bit more risks. It would, it might help you invest in your future, whatever it is. But um, I, I really want to do that for you guys because it's something that um, you know. I'm, I was lucky enough to, you know, get into the real estate situation early and it, and it was critical to be on the ladder and then to understand how leverage works and how equity works and how income works, how deductions work. Um, and, and and how appreciation works. There's a lot of really intricate things that happen uh, in any real estate cycle, and especially because all real estate is local. When it comes to Toronto and the GTA, uh, you really need to know um, what 
happens in each neighborhood because again there are a lot of variants that go on in there uh, and that's why you're going to talk to me because again I've been here for a long time um, I've sold in almost every neighborhood over those over these 20 years um, and I'm only looking to make sure that uh, those people who are um, you know looking for that security in their life the peace of mind um, and you know taking care of their family just the basic stuff I'm not looking to make richer people rich um, sometimes that happens sometimes they're good people um, um, and, and sometimes, you know, the 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 I've had other people who uh, didn't even have a, a lot of money, and they wanted to, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, use my services without, you know, paying me and things like that. So uh, on on all on all different scales, I'm looking to make sure I help the best kind of people, the ones who deserve to do well in the market are the ones I want to help. And this is, again, just because the relationship aspect for me um, is such a big deal. So thank you for tuning in as always. If you're on my list of someone that, uh, you know, if you're the next real estate millionaire that uh, I need to, um, you know, to help create, then uh, again, just connect with me. There's a uh, all sorts of ways to do it via my website, uh, uh, but make sure you're on the mailing list as well to uh, make sure you don't miss out on any of the best par- parts of the program.